0: Thank you for tuning in to Omni Wellness Studio, hosted by Keith Osmond and Ali Rico. Through this podcast, we hope to bring you inspiration, knowledge, and strength through hearing about our experience and others that will help you win each day in life, business, and fitness. Welcome back to the show. So, I got a special guest in the house today for you how do you say your last name Sean Ostrowski okay I just want to make sure Sean Ostrowski yes sir all right okay well Sean tell tell me what you do for a living a little bit about you I know you, you you're a chiropractor mm-hmm. and I've, I've been to your your business before enjoyed it and made me feel a lot better and you seem like you stay busy at that so t- tell us a little bit about who you are and, and what you do and how you how you got into it like what inspired you to get into chiropractic care
1: yeah I'll I'll, I'll uh I'll back into that because who I am is a is a tough. I always find that really <laughs> hard to answer. But um, I am a chiropractor. Um, you know, I think what got me into it is I w- I was when I when I when I was in high school, I knew I wanted to do something to take care of people. I, I always felt like p- more than likely I would end up in the healthcare field, right? As a as a nurse and, and and I think it's interesting because my ideas of how that would look changed yeah you know I think in the beginning it was okay I, I thought I would be good at nursing because all my health health you know allied health classes came really easy to me right. I was part of something called uh, hosa which is I think it's even here in Georgia it's like a health occupation students of America I was in a club there president of that club and so I was very mind very um, conscious of going into the healthcare field you just wanted to help help people feel better mm-hmm Right. And I thought medicine was how I wanted to do that. I guess I just didn't really have any other frame of reference, right? And uh, fast forward a little bit, I started realizing that okay, I don't really want to be a nurse. That's that's really not my my field. Right. I wanted to I wanted to go a little further. And I think the money part of it was probably there as a high schooler. You know, you see people that are yeah. doctors and they're and they're you know usually have a pretty financially secure lifestyle. And I think I've always had a a pretty good understanding that that's what i wanted for my life i wanted to make sure i could have a family i wanted to make sure i could take care of the family well and not be like scrapping you know right. I, wanted to, I guess you also knew what what was ahead of you as far as schooling because that's not an easy
0: yeah not, to me it's not an easy path no uh, it's, as far as the all the schooling man you got to be a special to me that's a talent of it in itself because i i'm not wired that way i could Maybe I could have hunkered down and went through it. But, man, that to me, that just takes a special set of skills just to get through all that schooling and the mindset, especially at such a young age.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. I think I think it's different affinities, right? Like you, you said that you're maybe wired a little different, not wired worse, right? I think that's something I tell people a lot is I have a good friend. His name's Travis. He's here in town, and he's an electrician. Well, he doesn't understand doctor stuff, but man, he's very bright and brilliant when it comes to working anything electrical. And you can really yeah. see him shine when he's talking about that kind of stuff. And I'm like, you know, you, you put yourself down a lot, but you're a very, very smart guy. And so, it, I think I've always I've always leaned into that with people too. Is just because you're just because school didn't fit doesn't mean that you're not bright. You know, well, there's, there's a lot of people like that, just like the guy I was telling you I had in here yesterday,
0: the the inventor. Mm-hmm. He he didn't graduate past tenth grade. Exactly. All else, I mean, he just formed
1: out, <laughs> and then
0: you know, about ten years later, he's he's a millionaire.
1: Yeah, that's so. So, I, and I was actually having a conversation, and we'll get back into the question. Yeah. I was having a conversation with a, a young woman yesterday. She's a, a prax member, but she's a seventeen-year-old, and she's a track athlete. But she's also was she was a competitive gymnast, and um, she's a, a competitive cheerleader as well. So she's trying to figure out where she wants to go to college. And, uh, one of her, one of her bugaboos that she's in the middle of, okay, do I want to go to, want to go to this school, which has, you know, a track scholarship and it's a private school, smaller school, quieter school, probably going to miss out on some of the parties. Right. Mm-hmm. Or do I want to go to this other school where she'll be a competitive cheerleader, bigger school, bigger football program, all that kind of yeah. stuff, more of a college experience. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm asking her, you know, what do you want to do? And she says, well, I want to do something in psychology And then also helping people physically, too. But then last month, she was talking about she wanted to be a chiropractor. And the month before that, she wanted to be an influencer. And I said, (laughs) you know, it's okay that you don't know right now because you're still so young. And I think we we put these ideas that you have to have it all figured out at 17 or 18 years old. And I said, the truth is, I've changed my major in college six times. My dad was not sure I was even going to finish. Really? Yeah. I, I didn't know that. I thought it was just a clear shot. No. Nope. You, you you knew you
0: wanted to be a chiropractor, and you just went straight for it. Not even
1: close. That's <laughs> what I was getting into. At one point, he was like, dude, you got to figure this out. You so know, get, and I, he was getting a little impatient with you? Impatient, but always supportive. Man, I, I'm very blessed. My dad has always been behind me. Um, but so I, going back to that question, I started off in the healthcare field, wanted to do nursing. Then I wanted to be a doctor. Then I thought, man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get into medical school. You know, it's all very competitive. Um, and so I thought, okay, I'll do, I'll be, I'll be a physician's assistant, a PA, right. All right. Still a very, yeah. very good, good lifestyle. And, uh, I was like, okay, I'll do that. Took all the classes, organic chemistry, all that, all that good stuff, calculus. I was in it and then everything was fine. Um, and then I went and shadowed some some physical physicians' uh, assistants assistance and realized that that just wasn't what I wanted to do. I saw that there was a very heavy, like a burdensome lifestyle. It wasn't it wasn't really happy. It wasn't fun. It wasn't interacting with the people or their patients. Yeah. I hate that word, by the way. They weren't interacting with their patients very very. Like lovingly, it was very transactional, and I was like, "This does not look like the life like I like want to live." A, just a
0: assembly line, like yeah. A, like very dry.
1: I mean, think about the doctor's offices well, you, you go to. Do they do they love on you? Do they laugh with you? Very seldom. If you're no, lucky, I mean, that, I mean,
0: and unfortunately, they just they just don't have the time. I mean, if they, they know that if they exactly. open up that, that conversation, that's 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 putting them ten minutes behind the next mm-hmm. person. So they got to keep it short and sweet and dry.
1: Yeah. And yes, and to the point. Yes, I, I agree with you. But I have, a, I have a very busy schedule, too. And matter of fact, I, I would wager I see probably two or three times what most doctors see, most medical yeah. doctors see in a day. And I have to physically put hands on people and deliver some sort of result yeah. within the three to five minutes I see people. But at the same time, I, I still, you know, am loving on them, talking with them. Yeah, it was just a different way I wanted right. to take care of people. So anyways, fast forward, I started thinking, okay, I started really getting into, into, I was in college, and I started realizing, man, I'm really skinny. I got, I got no muscle mass, and I wanted to learn how to start putting on some muscle because, you know, I hope to meet a good-looking good, good looking woman one day. And so I was like, this just isn't working out, you know. And uh, so I started exercising and, and working out. And um, one of my good friends at uh, Wayne State University, actually, he was on the football team. He was one of the centers for the football team, big old dude. And uh, I'll never forget, his name was Mark in I was in the gym and just scrawny picture, just scrawny guy. Like I was probably 150 pounds soaking wet and I was about six, yeah. three. So I was really, yeah. a really tiny guy. I'm in there bench pressing and he, and I'm doing everything probably wrong. Cause this is way before I understood anything about exercise science, but he comes over and he goes, you need, you need a little help. You know, <laughs> I'm like, yes, I yeah. do. And so honestly, he, he, I kept on asking him all these questions about how to get bigger, how to get stronger. And he was like, well, if you want, you know, I, uh, I'm, I'm here every day in the weight room anyways because yeah. he worked at the rec center there on campus. He goes, I'm here every day, so if I'm here, I can walk you through some workouts and show yeah. you. And so he, he, he goes, it ain't a beach body workout, though. Like, you're going to get strong, and you're going to put on some muscle. He goes, I right. don't think you're going to, like, I'm not worrying about getting your abs or anything right. like that. But it was true to his word, man. I I, I, I incrementally got stronger, and I started seeing my shoulders fill yeah. out, my chest fill That's out. That's awesome. And, um, and then I just got done asking him question after question after question. I realized that I – the questions I had ended up maxing out his ability just because he wasn't really focused on that. He's focused on power, raw output, right? right, As football players usually are. And so then I started finding other people that, that had other answers. And I started watching more YouTube videos and just fell in love with the idea of fitness and, and, um, just getting strong, how the body could be molded, how the body could be shaped, how the body could be, um, stretched and pushed to the limits. Right. And, um, so then, within a couple of years, I think I went from 150 pounds to 225 pounds, right? And that was, I and, thought, 225, yeah. 235 was a good goal good for someone point, who's yeah. six four. And then I started taking it further. I wanted to do like bodybuilding or not yeah. bodybuilding because I never really wanted to get up there in a, right. in, a in a bikini or or bikini. <laughs> no speedo. offense to those guys, a speedo, <laughs> but I did the board short thing, right. you know. And uh probably cause I didn't want to lift my legs hard enough or whatever it might be, but. I, yeah, I mean, I fell in love with learning how to how to yeah. move, and then I, I I met a friend, a buddy of mine was um, going to school at a, at Saginaw Valley State University, and so mind you, I'm still at Wayne State, bouncing around though. I'm figuring, I don't know what my major is going to be. I went from like I said nursing, and I went to pre med, then I went to um, pre um, PA, and then i the, at one point I thought I wanted to be a gym teacher, so I was yeah, all so over the place. Man. The my place. dad, my dad was losing his mind. He's like, <laughs> come on. Right. And uh, so I go. I go and visit my buddy Ryan because he's on a track scholarship in in Saginaw Valley, and uh, I ended up running into one of his friends, one of his roommates, who was on the track team as well, and he's studying exercise science. And this guy's built like a brick crap yeah. house, you know. I don't, he still is, and uh, he's he's incredible, man. He's a machine. But he started telling me he does exercise science. I'm like, that's a thing. Like you can just study wow, exercise, okay, yeah. and, you know. And it, it blew my mind. And I, he goes, yeah. And he goes, we have one of the better programs in Michigan for And I said, cool. I, I honestly didn't even pray about it. I just, just did it. I transferred within like a week. my dad was like, you did what? And I said, yeah, I'm transferring. I'm going up to Saginaw and I'm going to live there. This is what? And what? Your sophomore year, freshman? This is in college, right? I was, I was probably, it was going in to be a junior. So, so I bounced around for two years and wasted two years probably.
0: Did you really waste them? Um, was, it, was it a lot because I tell you know a lot of kids I see go to go into college and then the same thing they don't know what they want to do but to me if you're knocking out like is this a is this a thing if you're knocking out like core classes and classes that you're gonna have to take anyway while you're figuring it out is it really wasted time.
1: You know I mean wasted time no wasted money yes so okay, I went to a school you. that was very, pretty expensive gotcha. Wayne, Wayne State is a liberal arts school so they're not cheap I could have went to a community college and to done everything I classes. did yeah. yeah I got you um the interesting thing about Wayne State is because it's a liberal arts college it's a very it's a very um, rigorous school so when I transferred to Saginaw they're not as rigorous so it was very it was a nice transition from the school I went to to what the expectations were of me at Saginaw, not 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 bad, just yeah. less less schoolwork, less less homework, more so learning in the classroom, which I liked. So for for anybody that's listening that's got kids,
0: um, you know, going trying to figure it out, would you recommend? Hey, if your if your child just doesn't really know what they want to do, but yet they still have the desire to go to college, you say just stay stay to a community college at first, yeah. Don't, yeah, don't go shipped off, shipping off somewhere,
1: unless unless they're an athlete and they have a chance to to have their their school paid for. Okay, and they can bounce around and enjoy playing, and then you know, kind of figure out their life. I would say go to a community college and knock out some stuff, knock out some, some four fake, credits Yeah, you shadow some career people and kind of
0: open up other ideas. once you get out there, yeah, and,
1: yeah. Here's another thing I would recommend. Go spend some time working in a real job. Like go go work on on the roads or go do construction. Go work in a factory. I worked in a factory for a while. It was an aerospace company. A very blessing to have that job, but it just was not what I wanted to do, and I realized that really quick. Started looking around at who's there, not to not to put down on people, but I just did not want to work in a factory for my whole life. Yeah, that was a strong motivator for me when I was in chiropractic school because I'm over here like, okay, I can either hunker down when this sucks or I can. Figure, realize that the only way I'm gonna make a living is by working in a factory you know that's I had, maybe not true I but if you're saying that man, was a nice I had scare factory for me job and
0: I, 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 I was exposed and, and heard a lot of a lot of stuff that I probably shouldn't have at a young age mm-hmm. in, a, in a factory job mm-hmm. and I'm like oh yeah I got out of there pretty quick
1: yeah so I would say for a parent you know yes make sure your make sure your kids go to a community college if they don't know save yourself some money, or take a take a year off. There's nothing wrong with taking a year off and just go get a job and get an idea of what you, what you might not like doing in life. That's that way my, you're going to appreciate the, that's what, what money is. That's what my girlfriend's
0: son did, mm-hmm. and he, he actually gave, had some people give him a hard time about it. Mm-hmm. He, inside, he knew he just needed to chill for about a year. Mm-hmm. He was working two jobs and just figuring it out, you know, mm-hmm. processing stuff. But, you know, he would feel a little bit of pressure every time he would go to, like, a birthday party or a holiday because everybody's wanting to know, everybody's you know, what, what you doing now? You know, mm-hmm. why, why ain't you in school? Why ain't you in college? You know, everybody mm-hmm. think he's just sitting around, you oh, know, man. wasting, being lazy. But he was figuring it out. And now he's got, like, a really confident game plan. Mm-hmm. You know, he's done – he's done got it back in motion. And he knows kind of what he wants to do now. And he's That's doing, awesome. like, some kind of electrical – engineering or something like that he's taking his
1: classes over at the local community mm-hmm. college
0: and then he'll transfer
1: to like georgia tech in a couple of years yep and he didn't waste money nope and that's a really i think man i have such a problem with the forced conformity that we have for our kids these days even just in school structure in general like it's just it's all about just forced conformity do this in all of our schools have these certain pathways that lead to these certain jobs and we're teaching people to be good employees but we never teach anybody how to go out there and create something and become like a business owner or a leader or no, just man. create their own, create your create your own money structure. How, yes. how, how are you going to create cash flow for yourself outside of depending on someone else to do it? And I think one of the cool things about going and working a job maybe it's working for Spartan Smoothies or yeah. working for a Chick-fil-A you get to see what the head honcho is doing or you just get to see what other people are doing around you and i and i think it it, it, one of the teaches you the the value of a dollar and how hard it is to to make 500 bucks in a week or how hard it can be and it also allows you to see okay the guy that's making that owns this place gets to come and go whenever he feels like it he's always smiling he knows a lot of people and that that's what i want okay so maybe i don't want to be a teacher that's confined to a classroom for eight hours a day. Maybe I want to have a little something different. Hmm. Right. Maybe I should talk to him about how he got to where he went. You know, maybe I don't even need a college degree to do that. I I don't like to say that I don't like to knock on going to get a college degree because there are certain things that you need to have a college degree for. But I was telling this young lady yesterday is some of the best earners right now are people that are good on a keyboard. Yeah. They they learn how to, how to master the digital ad space. And now they right, ca- yeah. create content, they create websites, a whole bunch of things that business owners like you and me you know, don't know how to do or, or just don't want to learn how to do, and so we pay for it. Yep. Well, that, you don't need a college degree to, to get to become a digital marketing expert. You can just go on YouTube or you can go and just take courses that are maybe a couple grand, save yourself, and then yeah. if that's what you want to do, right? So anyways, I just didn't know what I wanted to do, and so I kept on bouncing around, bouncing around, transferred to Saginaw finally, and that's where I found myself. At Saginaw Valley is where I really found I had a bunch of great professors. Professors, I started learning about how the body moved and about how, how the this, this engine actually worked and how to optimize it. And on top of that, I learned how to, how to write exercise for clinical populations, people that have had heart issues, surgeries, um, Alzheimer's, strokes, all those kinds of things. I learned how to actually take care of those people physically and how to train That's, them. Yeah, man. How to write nutritional plans for them. I wasn't a, diet- a dietitian, but you get pretty good at yeah. it. Um, how to break down someone's macros and, and really figure out what what they need from the from the standpoint of calories in order to build and, and stay yeah. strong and, and, and um, create the right composition for the body. And so, um, that took me so far. I went and became a personal trainer. I bounced around in, in the in the, phys- in the fitness industry for a while. Um, did really well, um, and I built so it's funny because that stepping stone yeah led me to anytime fitness where i started working for a guy who was just this hardcore you know Bally total fitness salesman like he, he he came from the kind of day and age where you had to be a spa man right but I, and he was kind of a sleaze ball in sales great dude <laughs> and, he, and he gave me he gave me a lot of opportunity yeah. you know and i made a lot of money working for him at the time but i thought it was a lot of money which was really cool so what's but what's the what's the Give
0: give me one example of a, a sleazeball salesman. salesman. What's like? What's some of the stuff that he would do that you would consider sleazy? Like, I want to know because this is what's. This opens up a whole another conversation we can have. But I've always been uh, against. I've never. I need to refine my salesmanship at a point now in my life. But I've always. I haven't leaned towards sales because I've always viewed all my sales experiences have been with sleazy. Mm-hmm. It's like gimmicky. Uh, but I'm I'm at a point now where I know there's a way to do it clean and professional because mm-hmm. if you're in business, no matter what you're selling, it's you're in sales. You're yes. in sales. You're in sales. I'm in sales. And I've always told Allie that if I had a little bit more salesman, I don't even want to call it sleazy or gimmicky to me. I could make more money because I don't I don't I don't push people at all because sure. I'm afraid to push them because I don't I don't want to make 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 them feel uncomfortable because I've been put in, mm-hmm. in uncomfortable situations before on the spot. People try to upsell me and all that stuff, and it's just it's just never nothing I wanted to portray that energy to customers. But I know that in the business I'm in, especially if I'm going to start selling nutritional coaching, you got to, there's a way to do it in a professional way without being shady or sleazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I was going to, like I said a while ago, if you could, if you could say, what was some of the sleazy stuff he would do? Do if you remember anything?
1: So sales, in my opinion, is all about finding value. Right. right. And so, in my business it's finding value in, in what somebody can't do right now and why it's important to them that they can't do it and how we can reinst where we how we can restore them, you know, yeah um to that best quality of life. That has value to someone, right? Someone who has money but doesn't have their health and values their health will pay pretty much whatever it costs to within reason to get their health back, to get back to where they where they believe they are, right? the the trick with sales is i think trying to figure out what that person values and certain people have different levels of resistance like you seem to have a high level of resistance or yeah. i think there's another word for it but i'm pretty sure it's called resistance i'm the same way when someone starts selling me i can tell and i don't like it right you well, know but however if you do it charismatically and you ask me questions and you let me talk my way into why i need the service true then I'll actually pay whatever it is they're asking for. Right. But you have to establish what my need is and why I'm having trouble meeting it. And, and, and if they could help, would that be something I'd want to do? And I think the answer is yes, but um, it has to be my idea. And so I think sometimes you have to be careful about how you do it. So, I think I think some of the things he would do that were a little sleazy, and if he's—I mean, he probably won't ever hear this, but um, maybe he will. But it, it, my, my thing is, if he did hear this, I would want him to know that I learned a lot, yeah. and I learned a lot about how to shape that somewhat what you may call sleazy or gimmicky. Um, there was a lot of just dishonesty, like right, hey, like like hey, if you do this, you're gonna you know, get the, you're gonna get these results. It's like, not really, not not a hundred percent. Yes, right. you have a better cho- chance of doing that, but. You're not really gonna you just lose this get weight your, because you start doing personal training. Like ads
0: that says, "Get your dream body in eight weeks." Mm-hmm. Really?
1: Yeah, eight weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Yeah, and, and it, there was a lot of dishonesty, like on some of the contracts and things like that. And um, it, it was for me, it felt like you're saying whatever it takes to get the deal done. And you're really pushing people hard because because you, you know time kills all deals, and so you gotta get that person in here right now. And if if they're not willing to make a commitment to you right now, then yeah. f them. They're not they're not serious right. about their health. Well, that's not true. There are different kinds of people. You know, there's there's something called the bank code, and there's different. And I, I'm not, I, I'm still learning it, but there's different kinds of people. But I know that the K is in knowledge. You need to, you need to dazzle them with information and research about how your system is going to get them where they want to go before they purchase. It just won't do it. And a lot of times they'll go home and look at it and do their own research and then they'll come back and look, okay, yeah, I'm ready to make a decision now, but they weren't, you're not going to get them to make a decision that day. Right. Very rarely, you know, and then there's also people that are action, like action is me. I'm an, I'm an A. If you, if you, as long as you present the need and I think I believe you that you can, that you can help me, yeah, I'll buy, I'll buy on the spot. And a lot of people, a lot of salesmen, a lot of, a lot of leaders are usually like that, I would say, but when it comes to, when, when it came to that, that was my big thing with him. But I learned a lot about how I could shape my own ability to sell myself. Cool. And I became really confident that, hey, if you give me the time, I can give you the results. Did he put you in a sales position? Well, I was a personal trainer, so I had to sell myself. So if you want to, in his structure, Anytime Fitness, basically a new person yeah. comes in as a new member and, um, And then they get funneled to personal training. You get one free health assessment or fitness assessment where you take them on the floor and show them things and see what they can do. And really, you're trying to show them the value of you. Right. Hey, You know, can you see how this could help you moving forward to stay on track with goals? You mentioned that the reason why you always do this is because you or you don't ever get the goals you want is because you start in January. Like we talk about. And then you never finished. What if you had someone to hold you accountable? Yes, you'll pay a little bit of money on the front side, but then you have this nice new car that you can drive for the rest of your life because yeah. you have the keys. Well, what if I can teach you, give you the keys, and teach yeah. you how to drive that car? Wouldn't that be valuable? Yes. Great. And I have a lot of people that I've given the keys and, and shined up their car, and now they're doing right. it on their own. I love seeing them on Facebook and on Instagram. They're posting. Their,
0: yeah.
1: Some of them look better than I do now. You know, that's, And that's awesome. Um, but I got confident in doing that, and so it wasn't sleazy for me because I knew I could deliver. Right. Yeah. It's when you know you're not actually going to put that effort into learning how to be a good trainer and a good, you know, doctor right, or a good yeah. boy or whatever, and you're just scamming your way through the life. Yeah. Um. So I think I learned how. You know, it's not just about making money off the person, but also delivering and just giving that value. Mm-hmm. And so I, I took a lot of that information, and then um, I was in personal training for a while. And then, honestly, what? getting back to the question, how to get to chiropractic school? I started dating a girl, and my wife will hear this, and it's not my wife, but I started dating a girl in Michigan, and uh, she was a chiropractor. And I met her, honestly, it was crazy, because I met her, I went on a date with another person, and we both just realized we were not going to be a good fit. We were literally laughing at the table about how we just weren't a good fit for each other, right? And uh, she goes, but I have a friend that I think you would really like, and I think she would like wow, you too. Nice. She was, she's literally at home. Why don't you come back to my house? I want you to meet her. Dang! So I did, and we literally all just hung out, laughed, and I yeah. honestly did hit it off with this with this girl. And um, she was a chiropractor, and so I got to know her, and I really liked her personality. And she was really intelligent. She knew a lot about the human body, right beyond what I knew. And I would come in and stop in into her into her office every now and so then. So this was a this was an older woman. She well no, she was probably <laughs> so she was probably a year or two older than me. <laughs> okay, I got yeah. you. So I was a little late into the game of chiropractic, yeah, yeah. but uh she um she would have me come to her office if I wanted to get adjusted or something like that, yeah. but I'd hang out for a little bit and I'd get to see her interacting with her patients, yeah. practice members. I call them practice members, but she would get to interact with them and I'd be like, wow, this is really, really cool. And there'd be times when someone would have a, a concern that she might be a little bit like, I don't know what to do about that. Well, I, I had my my exercise mind and I'm like, have you tried this? And they'd be like, yeah, I'll try that. you know. And, and then they were like, wow, that actually does feel good. And these are people that are, like, trying to work out but couldn't do it because they had pain, and she's trying to help them through it. And I'm like, what if you just did this a little different? And then she yeah. started really speaking life into me and being like, hey, you know, you would really be good at this. With your background and the way you talk you to can people. You tie in the
0: exercise
1: portion to the chiropractic and be kind of like yeah. this hybrid. Yeah, and she goes, people yeah. will follow you because you, you really, not only you walk your walk, but you also are a good leader. at. at you can explain things really well. You communicate well. And I said, really? I didn't see any of these things in myself. I, I mean, I knew I was good at somewhat selling myself as a personal trainer, but she goes, yeah, with your ability to, to talk to people and sell yourself and, and create value for them and then also just really communicate what it is that they, that they, what they need, you're going to do fine. And she goes, and you also have the anatomy background that, that most of these students don't have when they start this program. Yeah. So I was like, really, really? Okay, I'll, I'll look into it. I'll look into it. It's like $150,000 to go to school. That's not even counting what you need to live. That's just your tuition. And so I'm like, well, how am I going to do that? And she goes, believe me, the money is there. When you're done, the earnings are there. It doesn't mean you have to be sleazy or try to go crazy, but people need you. And so don't worry about the money. Well, I did worry about the money. And so I I put it on pause for a while. We eventually split up. And, you know, for long story short, I ended up meeting another person who, I'm sorry, I ended up hurting myself, hurt my back. And I ended up going to another chiropractor, and they they helped me a lot. And they showed me a little bit about their practice too. Mm. And uh, I revisited the idea, and I ended up going to chiropractic school. And uh, it was, um, it's just you just the best. The, the, the best, student the best student is, loans, you know, just just taking advantage of student loans and yep. just the the any kind of grants or funds you can get mm-hmm. your hands on. Yep, and so. I I got to chiropractic school, and it was the best decision that I didn't make for the right reasons, right? So I got there thinking I was going to be a personal trainer-style chiropractor, basically do physical therapy, because as a chiropractor, you're a doctor. You can basically treat people however you want. You can do whatever you want is within the confines of your scope. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do all these other things. I got there and was just blown away with the fact that, wow, God was really working the entire time, every – Mistake or every little thing I thought I was doing wrong, every change in my major that led me to someone new, that led me to another person, that led me to another conversation, that led me to going to the Arnold Classic all the time, meeting people there going and meeting Trevor that that taught me about exercise science that I went and transferred there meeting those professors running into personal training meeting that guy that was kind of sleazy but taught me everything I needed to know about sitting down in front of someone and communicating value and and, and talking about money that's a hard thing to do and what a lot of chiropractors struggle with and um, they get really uncomfortable about hey here's the cost and so all those things led up to chiropractic school and I got there and it became wow there is this there is this innate intelligence inside of you. And I did say innate intelligence in an in inner intelligence, whatever I call it, I call it, you know, God spirit, but there is something that animates your life. Right. And it's the difference between a cadaver sitting right here in front of us. If we cut a cadaver's finger, it's not going to heal, right. You cut your finger, it's going to heal. What does that? It is the innate intelligence that yeah. your body has your brain and your nervous system control every single part yeah. of your body. And as we adjust the spine, we can actually integrate and make changes and make impulses into that nervous system and, and help it change and help it restore and remove problems that right. we yeah. that we create by eating bad, by thinking pro- improperly, and by moving and doing physical things wrong. I was like, "Holy crap! This is like what I was meant for." But I didn't. know yeah. I'm sitting there, yeah. and I'm sitting there day one in, in like the the whole intro thing, you know what you call what do you call like uh the not commencement, but the the big assembly where they basically kind of just give you a rundown, right? And I'm like, man, this is incredible. How did I end up here for all the wrong reasons, but it was the perfect place for me. And I realized I'm not gonna be a physical therapy kind of chiropractor. I'm gonna be a straight up chiropractor. Right. And I and I just you know, I don't do a lot of fluff. I just, I move, yeah. I move the bone. I assess the person, I move the bone that needs to be moved, take pressure off the nerves so that the body can heal. That's what we do in our office. And it was really cool how I got there. Um, so the the 20 minute answer, 30 minute answer to yeah. how I got there, that was it.
0: <laughs> when, and so wh- where are you from originally from?
1: I'm originally from Michigan, Michigan. Um, okay. And Michigan. that's where you grew up. You that's grew up in sir. Michigan. Yes, sir. And then, uh, chiropractic school is in Georgia. And so, well, they're all over the place, but I was thinking if it's cold in Michigan, i have have to go somewhere for chiropractic school for four years. I might as well go someplace nice. And so I moved to um, Atlanta, and that's uh, where the chiropractic school is. And What's that school called? Life University. I've, yep, I've mm-hmm. heard of that. And there's all different kinds. There's all different ones. Life University and Palmer are probably the two best right now. Um, Palmer's in Iowa. That's like where it all started. That's where chiropractic was invented and created. And so there's a lot of nostalgia there, but life has a in my opinion, a better program right now. Um, and so I went there and that's how it all kind of, I met my met my wife who is from Rome, Georgia. And that's and how I, you ended up in that's Rome. How I met, yeah. And in then we, and we have our little one now. And so it's been a an incredible journey and an incredible start to this, this awesome career. And who knows where we'll go. I know that Rome has a special place in my heart now and, and, and hers always. So, you know, we're just figuring it out. What's your opinion on Rome? I've lived here my whole life. So like
0: I don't I don't know any different. So mm-hmm. like when you take somebody like yourself that's from Michigan and then you lived in Atlanta mm-hmm. and then you see this little town called Rome and you've been living here for how long now? For a few years. I've been in Rome for
1: yeah, a little over a little over I think a little over 2 years now.
0: So like is is Rome is Rome okay? Is Rome cool? What's special yeah. about it? Like, I just want to know your opinion. Somebody, that, yeah. somebody, I've never really asked that question. Like, I mean, is it like Rome has or, a lot of cool features? I agree. It's like a it's like a small big town. It's like an island. That's what I was about to say. You know, it's weird. It's mm-hmm. like
1: it's a small town, but we have two WalMarts. We have yeah. like, it's crazy. Yeah. Um. The ba- major differences between Rome and Michigan, where I'm from, in because Mi- Michigan has spots like Rome too. Yeah. Um. But. Where I come from is there's two and a half million people in the county, right? Jeez. And so we have ten. We have three malls that are massive within a ten mile space. So you have one road that goes miles and miles and miles, and within like about a mile from my house, you have a big outdoor mall, beautiful place, yeah. right? Really expensive stores. Yeah, LA Fitness right there. Down the road, there's another mall and guess what? There's another LA fitness Jeez, four miles so down huge. the road. Like a- Let's think about that. If LA fitness is putting, there's another LA fitness four more miles up the road. So if there's an LA fitness there. There's an LA fitness up the road here and there and there. Just think that's about how wild. many people there are. There's they're not stupid businessmen. So they know there is a population, right? The high schools in that area are insane too. So, um, I think Rome mm-hmm. high school has like four or 500 people in the graduating class, maybe a little bit more. That's a massive school. Well, we have four or five schools within 10 miles that have 750 per class. Jeez. 750 students. That's an, I came from a school with 250. So, you know, I, I grew up in a smaller part of, of Michigan. My dad lives in this Macomb area, which is what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I lived there for a good majority of my life, though. I, I moved back with him.
0: Do you agree that different areas and different demographics and different populations open up? new opportunities because i i know for me i'm kind of like on the opposite end of you i'm i've I've been from rome my whole life and sometimes i wonder is is that is that like do i have like some natural boundaries that i've created with myself and my uh, um, abilities because i'm in a smaller town versus what if i applied this same work ethic and ideas or concepts to a bigger town would it would it thrive even more like what would a um what would a Keith be able to do in a a, a, a different population, a bigger city with a, a, a you know a, maybe another Spartan Smoothies Nutrition Shop? How would mm-hmm. that do in in a different mm-hmm. area? But on the flip side of that, I wonder sometimes if if the reason this one does so well is because they all know me. You know, it's because I've I've kind There's of been known out. as the per, per, you know the fitness guru in this area for mm-hmm. the past twenty years. I mean, mm-hmm. you ask anybody in the area if they've known me my whole life, and they say, yeah, he's the he's the he's the fitness guy, he's the yeah. nutrition guy. So um, I, I didn't know if that was a concern to you, you know, coming from such a big town and then being like, oh, man, I'm going to – got all this student loans. I'm starting a business in a, in a little 20,000, 30,000 population town. Mm-hmm. You know, how's that going to work out? I know. Was that a concern? Oh,
1: yeah, when I first, well, cause when when I first you, started.
0: Because, like, in my mind, something, like, relentless and offering what you do, I'm like, how well would that do in, like, Atlanta? But if you go to Atlanta, they're probably on every street corner, right? hmm so mm-hmm. you might you, yeah I know what your opinion was on that.
1: Well coming into I think it's important to well to address your first question. I think that what's special about you and Spartan is that you have a lot of people that come there and buy smoothies. One because they're good and they're in their and they're high quality, but also because they like you. And so, you know, when I when I go to if I didn't know JJ, I would never go to Smoothie King. But I know JJ, and so yeah. I like him. Yeah, and I I'll him go too. there and yeah. support him. Right, yeah. the same reason why you know I I go to Spartan, uh, Spartan Smoothies because I like you and I want to support you, but also I mean the, the quality is there too. Yeah, um, and it's also very convenient for me. If you were in a bigger town, I think you would still do very well. I think what what maybe in your mind holds you back, if if you do feel that way, is this moral compass. I think when you live in a small town, you yeah. you are. You're a little bit more, uh, what's the word you, you have to answer for the things you do, right. right and and yeah. say, and the actions, you, even, even if it's like when you're going out on Thursday to have a margarita, oh, yeah. you gotta, That's you gotta make right. sure that when you're in Rome, people don't see you doing stupid <laughs> stuff or, or just, you know, the way you do dealings, you know, yeah, what you say right, to someone, stuff. how you treat someone, the customer service. I got a guy the other day come in, swears he didn't sign up for stretch Rome and uh, which is a different business. We started, but he swears he didn't sign up. Right. We, we have a, we have a, a solid p- process. You either put your credit, you put your card down on file and if you choose to quit, we won't charge it. Right. it's not how we do you things don't accidentally just sign up. But <laughs> when we, when we call you twice, three times and let you know, Hey, you said you wanted to pay cash. We're good with that, but we do to keep a card on file. And then, and then when we tell you three or four times, leave you messages and then you don't want to get back to us that your card's going to be drafted on the 15th, unless you come in and pay. Well, he didn't do that and then got all upset when this car drafted. It's like 200 bucks. Right. You know? And he said, well, I'm a really well-known businessman. I can either make your make your life great here in Rome or, or bad. Yeah. I didn't even know that before I met the guy. But when I met him and, in, and smoothed all this out, I was like, you know what? Don't worry about it. He can yeah. refund it for you if you want. Yeah. I said, I'm not really that concerned about it. I want you to make sure you have a good experience. Well, then, then I find out that he had made these threats prior. Man, all I wanted to do was call him back and be like, you know what? Yeah. No if you're a businessman, you understand how business works. Right. However, I feel like my heart was telling me, give this guy his money back. He didn't feel like he, he understood the process. I'm not going to fault him for that. Just so I can keep 200 bucks in my pocket. That is not the way to do business. And so in a bigger town, maybe I wouldn't have done that. Right. I think that's that's what's nice about Rome is it holds you accountable. You're right. Small yeah. towns hold you accountable to being a good person. Sometimes when you live in big towns, you deal with people that just don't give a crap about you, and you are just another number. And so I think right. that's that's what maybe would allow you to make certain decisions that you could grow bigger. But it's kind of like at what cost?
0: But at the same time, you got a good point there. I didn't realize that since I started off, and all I know is Rome, and I've I've learned to yes, I didn't. You can. You, that's actually an awesome point you just made. It's kind of forced me to to walk on eggshells with people so to speak and and do the right things because you're right it does magnify tenfold Mm -hmm. in a small town so since that's been instilled in me that's just that's just kind of how I'm wired now that might would carry over very well into a a, another business somewhere because they're gonna be like wow this these people actually care you're not just a number Mm -hmm. so it could go either way with that so because that's something I'm considering I'm considering branching out and and opening up another location yes i know it's gonna be more time and a headache um but i I do but i do feel like um i'm a big believer in and your your vibe attracts your tribe getting the right team in place do the Mm -hmm. right training be a good boss a good leader Mm -hmm. you know paying them fair and well and that way yeah in the beginning it may take a lot of my time but hey get this thing off the ground have a good team in place just Mm -hmm. come because if you let that be my if i let that be my fear you know you would never see um multiple restaurants of any kind if that if that person that started it was like i'm only gonna do one because i just can't stretch myself that thin mm-hmm. like i'm i know for me personally there's a fine line between like being super stressed out and maxed out and something taking my time but i also like freedom so but i feel like people would appreciate another nutrition shop like what we have and maybe even like a relentless you're opening up one in calhoun right mm-hmm. so you feel like people in a different area would appreciate what you're doing
1: i hope so yeah same here I think, you know, and, and one of the questions I know you wanted me to touch on was was the challenges of opening a business. And we kinda I, I wanted to answer that first question and then kinda go yeah. back to this one. But if you're smart, you, you have to be careful how you open a business and where. And I think I wouldn't say that I, I'm not gonna lie and sit here and say, Oh, I did so much research and all this. Like people like Kroger, people like Publix, they do the research for you. And so if you if you follow big stores like Target and Kroger and Publix they don't go out of business because they right. they do a really good job of vetting the, the area. Now that doesn't mean that that demographic works for you. However, it means that there's a population of growth there. They won't usually put stores in places where they're not growing by at least 2% per year. And so that's one thing to think about when you're when you're going into a into a market. And also saturation. You know, what is your marketing dollar going to going to look like? So those are things I looked at when we were picking our second well, first of all, with Rome, I knew that Rome was a a, a pretty well known area, and my wife thought it would be a good place to open up a, a, a chiropractic office. And I said, okay, well, let's do some do a little bit of homework. You have a couple of well known chiropractors here in town. They all do things a little bit different than how we wanted to do it. So I felt like we could be a little bit novel, you know? right, And then yeah. also because you're new, you always have the you always have the advantage of being the new guy. Everyone wants to try out the new guy. Well when that happened we had a lot of people come in that wanted to like try us out well, i've been going to a chiropractor for a while but wanted to try you guys out you know yeah i saw you guys were new i would usually try to pump the brakes on them really quick and be like listen if you're having a good experience with the person you're with stay with them and that comes down to the, the small town thing i didn't right. want any chiropractors here it's in town he to scared. think i was just trying to poach their their practice members and you know it, but on the other end, if they're not doing a good enough job of making their practice members feel loved and appreciated, then you're going to lose them. We will, too. I mean, it's just the way it goes. That's how that's how the, the market works, I think. But when we looked at Calhoun, we are looking okay. Adairsville's growing, but not at the same rate. Um, Calhoun is growing at about two and a half, three 3%. Per year which yeah. is pretty good and uh, you know there's good schools out there and we also started thinking okay if we had to live somewhere where else would we maybe want to live or in this area so we didn't want to go somewhere so far that we wouldn't want to go and live there you know right and so we looked into Calhoun because one there's very little marketing dollars being spent right now in that area so if we go there and we do want to spend some money on Facebook ads to get our get our name out in front of people we're not really gonna have to compete very hard so you know Right, our our dollar is going to go further, you know, and we're gonna we're gonna reach more people, and most of the chiropractors in that area are really good chiropractors, but they're established, meaning they're busy. One of the best guys in Calhoun right now is Doctor Ledford, Doctor Jason Ledford. He's great. I, I only hear good things about him, mm-hmm. and but he's very very busy, and he's been doing it for a long time, and right. I don't I don't know how many more people he wants to take. I'm not going to speak for Doctor Ledford, but it seems that his schedule's filling up, and he, and. It'll, it'll only lend itself to people that need good quality care, um, and and he can't fit them in just because, you know, I think at this point he's, he's done his part. He's trying right, to also yeah. scale back and enjoy his day-to-day life. And so looking for places like that that aren't saturated with chiropractors but also have a good established chiropractors in the area – but aren't spending money on marketing because that, that, that's a really important thing when you start yeah. looking at where you're going to put your next smoothie shop. It's,
0: it's funny you, you bring up Calhoun because I was there for about a year. I was contemplating Cartersville ish mm-hmm. um, Ackworth in between Carlsville and Kennesaw area or Calhoun. But the more I've sat on that idea, Calhoun keeps pulling me pulling me in closer and closer, mm-hmm. uh, not only from stuff like what I'm hearing from you but other other people you know we get I feel like from a smoothie shop here in Rome nutrition shop we got a lot of people that that come from Calhoun mm-hmm. and they, they they want they they're asking you know when are you gonna open one of these up in Calhoun mm-hmm. so i get I get we get way more people from Calhoun driving down uh, Plainville Dalton got a group of kids that come in come down from Dalton every now and then to hop on the, the body composition scale really? so yeah like I got I know we got some Cartersville
1: mm-hmm.
0: folks that come and see us but we got we got a lot of fans in Calhoun, so calhoun's looking pretty promising for me too
1: yeah the other cool thing you know i've really liked about um you know with with, with different is is getting in touch with different gyms too Mm -hmm. and creating maybe a partnership where you can open up a smoothie shop within or a a nutrition shop within their gym now sometimes that can run into problems too you know um but you know i've seen some really cool relationships where you, you can really generate a good a good bit of um, traffic, just yeah. because you have this steady, steady stream of people, um, you know. But it, it really comes down to the goal, you know. Yeah. If, if you don't want to have somebody with their thumb on top of you, you know that that's also a part of it. You know, you start thinking about that, you can have a lot of people telling you what to do, how to do it. So,
0: so you graduated. Your you got your
1: doctor's degree. Mm-hmm. Your doctor, Sean Os- Os- Ostrowski. Ostrowski. Yeah. I've always
0: read it. I've never said had to say it. Yeah,
1: I I mean, I always tell people. I mean, Ostrowski. it's it's exactly how it looks if, if it just you looks just look at it. Yeah, it does. It does look intimidating. But if you just sound it out, you know.
0: <laughs> well, I guess everybody's so used to to jacking up, yeah. na- Names yeah. that look like that, they're like, I'm not going to say it right. Yeah,
1: no, I know but that. But that one is literally how it how it looks. Yeah, it's okay. been something that's been going on since I was a kid. I used to like okay. when you were getting called up in front of assembly. I was like, oh my gosh, oh, gosh even the teachers would struggle don't with say it. My name, yeah, this is like they're going to get in a butcher. then they butchered it. Yeah.
0: So cool, uh, doctorates. You got you got. You're in Rome now. You got the relentless chiropractor up and going for a few years now, mm-hmm. and you just recently uh, had your your ribbon cutting and grand opening for your. Uh, I guess you could call it umbrella sister and company next mm-hmm. door, mm-hmm. Uh, stretch Rome, mm-hmm. and basically from what I understand, that's just a. It's not chiropractic care, but you basically just it's what it is. What it is. It's it's more of a. It's like a thirty minute one hour stretch session where you mm-hmm. got somebody putting you through all the movements and stretches where you couldn't do it on your own.
1: Yep. Or yep. maybe you can and you still want to. Right. right. I mean, I think if anybody who's a fitness person out there, I mean, if we're all being honest, most of us don't stretch the no. way – if I had to guess, there is probably very little people in the world, unless you're a high-level athlete like Matthew Frazier or these CrossFit people, they're probably putting in the, the time with recovery. But most people do not mobilize or or stretch the way they need to. Most of it's because it's annoying.
0: Well, yeah, it takes time. <laughs> and I, I'm as I'm getting older, I wish I, wish I would have done it long, you know, because I'm now – I'm dealing with um yeah you know, i've been working out for 20 something years but I, have, I didn't stretch a lot and i had some like in m- minor incorrect form techniques that has mm-hmm. compounded over time to where now i have some muscular imbalances and um i, I sat on my wallet for years while i was driving mm-hmm. which caused like a pelvic tilt mm-hmm. and it's some piriformis muscle stuff so i'm, I'm constantly having to you, you can you can ask allie when i get home I'm on like a tennis ball. I'm on the floor Mm -hmm. rolling, Rolling foam rolling. And um, I feel like a lot of times I'm just poking at it and and never really making it better. And I hear things like uh, a tight muscle is a weak muscle. Then you get overwhelmed with YouTube information like, should you strengthen it? Should you stretch it? Should you massage it? (laughs) So it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, I've heard things where if you stretch it, you're actually making it worse. You need to strengthen it. It's very overwhelming. Mm -hmm.
1: So. Um I'd say I'd say you know one thing that I really like about Stretch Rome and I, and again I don't I don't act like this was my brilliant idea you know I actually was blessed with it um uh someone said hey it would be a good idea I think I think Rome would do really well with that and I said you know what let's do it you know I think but I think that's what's special about you know people like yourself and people that open businesses is just you just throw a dart at the wall and see what happens yeah. you know my dad i think is probably the most conservative person i've ever met and i love him but I mean, he knows how to stretch a dollar so i'll give him that and he's very good with finances but he's very conservative very very you know i would say worried about losing the losing it all right and um with me i'm just kind of like well look at what you have to gain if you if it goes well and i think that's always been a motive i'm a big motivated I'm, i get motivated yeah. by by fear of failure you know and i think that's probably healthy but not healthy at the same time but you know when i heard the idea i'm like let's just go let's do it i'm like i don't want to pay for a franchise model which is like 150 to 200 grand to open up a stretch labs or open up a stretch zone or right. any of those other those big chains right i said i'm good at creating systems i've already done it for my my chiropractic office with a lot of help i don't claim to do that all on yeah. my own cuz I, I was kind of like Turtle on turtle on a fence. I had so many people that that helped me. Um, to mention a couple, Dr. Ryan, Dr. Kristen. They are a couple in Knoxville. They helped me so much with building the chiropractic systems and procedures. So I couldn't I couldn't be where I'm at without them. But I've taken and refined and made it my own. And now now they're asking me questions sometimes. Not that I have all the answers, but you know we we start now. I'm actually in a in a in a passing down role sometimes. If, right. if they need if they need help, I can help a little bit right but yeah they still are in a very much a, a help mentorship role to me but it's cool when he asked me questions because now i can be like wow i've actually done something good here and now i can pay it back because i mean yeah. i owe him a ton but with 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 stretch i was like i can do this i can do the procedures it's simple so i i created my own procedures created my own logo took it to market and I'm like, i saved myself 120 grand off what it would have cost me and so um it is exactly what it sounds like. Passive stretching, people do not want to stretch themselves. We do it for you and people love it. It's better than a massage because massage is great. It works on beating up the the beating up the muscle tissue, creating like a controlled injury to the right. to the material. But it doesn't lengthen the muscle. And so when you can actually lengthen it over time, you're going to see improved mobility, improved range of motion. And to go back to what you're talking about, we use a technique. Um, Dr. Josh has been a huge blessing to our office at Relentless Chiropractic. We use a technique called Active Release Technique where we can take a muscle like the piriformis and we can pin it down, not pin it, but hold it down right. in the opposite direction of stretch. So then you take the muscle through the range of motion, right? You take the uh, the leg through the range of motion. We pin that muscle down and we're breaking up that that um, fibrous adhesion in the fascial tissue.
0: And this is a stretch Rome.
1: This is, this is at relentless, relentless. practice. Wow. Yeah. So we can actually do that after your adjustment. If you're having piriformis issues, we pin that muscle down yeah. you go through ranges of motion that activate the piriformis. And by utilizing your muscle strength, we're able to open up that movement pattern. So it's, it's a little bit better than doing rolling and it's a little bit better than stretching. And, um, by doing that, we can actually get the one Right, you need to get the pelvis you know, aligned, because otherwise the, the muscle is going to continue to get spasmed, right? Right. And then, because uh, it's in a mechanical disadvantage, but then when you work on the, ta- the tissue, you're going to re- get that tissue to relax and break up those adhesions.
0: Yeah, because, like, I, I think I, I have a couple of issues going on. I have um, my, my hip extent, extension extension mm-hmm. um, are always tight due to now a lot a lot of sitting. I do a lot of sitting. Yeah. You know, I mean, I work out every day, but then a lot of this sitting all day. Yeah. And then um, I have really tight quads, super tight quads. I'm always I'll, I'll get like a barbell and just roll it mm-hmm. on my on my quads, and I, I have found that from having tight quads, uh, that then I'll I'll have a lower back tightness. Yes, it's like a domino effect, man. Yeah.
1: yeah. So one, it's one one big crazy. thing and I know we have to wrap this yep. up in like a minute, but one big thing to answer to, to go off that what you just said, um, and what I love about chiropractic so much is there's just so many ways you can help people and what a lot of people don't know about your iliopsoas muscle which is what you're referring to it does get really tight when you sit a lot um it is something that is usually under strengthened right it's really tight but very weak to go back to what you're yeah. talking about um but it also it attaches directly to the discs of your lumbar so it's one of the only muscles that does that but it attaches directly to the disc material not a not a not a bone it goes right to the disc wow. and it does that at l i believe it's l1 2 3 4 and 5 so almost and it might not be l1 i'm trying to remember my anatomy but it attaches to a good deal if not all the lumbar discs themselves and so if you think about that your discs have pain Pain sensing fibers on them, and so as you get a lot of tension on the psoas muscle, iliopsoas muscle, not only are you are you having trouble extending because you have this rope holding down, right? But it's also yanking right on the discs. That the, when you have really tight psoas muscles, it is one to one meaning it almost it pretty much always means you're going to have low back pain. Because now here's the other kicker: yes, you have tension on the on the the discs themselves. But you also are working extra hard with your paraspinal muscles, your your extensor muscles in the back of your spine. Those are working really hard in order to try to accommodate for extension because you have all this pulling forward. Imagine you're just getting yanked forward like a lawn chair, but then you're still trying to pull that lawn chair up to, to, to fully straight the muscles in the back are just getting super, super spasmed and beat up because yeah. they're having to do way too much work. Whereas if we can release that psoas, yeah. which we can do, you release that psoas and it starts to relax, and now you can actually stand up. And You're like, oh, my God, it actually, I can actually stand up without – you don't realize how much effort it's been taking you all these years to stand up straight um and that blew my mind when i first started seeing so as releases happening in 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 our clinics and things like that too
0: when you say low back pain this i know we got to wrap it up but low back pain like i've always when i hear hear about low back pain i feel i feel like it's like somebody that has low back pain will have pain like in the middle of their lower back like in the spine Mm -hmm. the pain i don't really I, i don't know if i have low back pain or low lower back tightness it always happens on the right side Mm -hmm. on the right side it's just on the on the right side lower but Mm -hmm. extreme muscle Mm -hmm. muscle tightness is that Mm -hmm. there's a difference between that and pain low back pain that that you're referring to right
1: um yes except except for the for most people they classify low back pain as anything that is painful in the lower part of the spine right and i think as chiropractors we kind of classify it because it helps us to talk to people about low back pain, but what it sounds like, and again, I haven't done a, I haven't done an exam on you in a while. What it sounds like to me is that you have some, um, SI joint, sacroiliac joint dysfunction where with all the, the joints there, again, you talked about sitting on the wallet for a long time. So it puts some pelvic, um, unleveling there and there's probably a little bit of pelvic rotation. And so, um, what tends to happen is that SI joint dysfunction leads to muscle spasms and so gotcha. if the if the SI joints don't move freely it gets locked up and then when you're bending twisting deadlifting squatting you're putting more stress on your lumbar vertebrae and on your sac your sacrum has to do more work now because the SI joint's not moving well and so you're out, and then because you're cuz your SI joints not moving very well which is a makeup of your sacrum and your ilium if you're trying to squat but it's just not giving you the motion you need now your l5 disc has to be put through more range in order right, to get yeah. that motion right especially with squatting and so it sounds to me like your pelvis is off level and because of that your piriformis is getting flared yeah. up and so si joint is still i consider that low back because okay. it is part of the pelvic and lumbar right. structure um maybe maybe you would okay. call it more yeah. more specifically si joint right dysfunction because it's off to that right side
0: yeah yeah i'm, I'm working through it um the more i'm power power lifting is what opened my eyes up to some muscular mm-hmm. imbalances because obviously when you start lifting a heavier weight you, you realize real quick you're weak links so i'm, I'm kind of at a point in my life now where i'm kind of having to rebuild and rebalance these yeah. these parts of my body that's been either neglected through the years due to not stretching or whatever you know so mm-hmm. i'm in a whole, whole different stage in my life as i get closer to 40 yeah to start rebuilding some of that and it you was know, with with services like what you offer mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm gonna come check out stretch rome hey you should i think you'll love it for the listeners um, if you live in the rome floyd county area uh where are you located uh, uh, we're located right,
1: okay right now, yeah, right, now right, right next to spartan yeah, smoothie so River if South. you know where the pop-up chick-fil-a is in riverwalk plaza we're right there a couple doors over from keith on spartan smoothies there and yeah, we would love to take care of you. Uh, where can they follow you? Look at look up social media. Yeah, I always forget that part. Um, uh, uh, you can follow us on Instagram. Uh, at, it is uh, Relentless Georgia, um, and then you can. Uh, I'm sorry, that's our website, RelentlessGeorgia.com. Our Instagram is at Relentless Chiropractic. You can follow me at Doctor Sean um, at at Doctor Sean. Um, I'm pretty I'm pretty easy to find, I think. But uh, yeah, I mean, any any questions? I'm always I'm always open to hearing too.
0: Well, man, I, I appreciate you being on. And Thank you for uh, having me. Yeah, uh, w- it was uh, fun. i get by there and see you. Yeah, it was fun, man. Well, we'll catch you next time. All right, Thanks. brother. See ya. Thank you for listening to another episode. If you receive any value from the show, please share, subscribe, and give us a rating.